Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Beep, beep. This episode has been interrupted to bring you some special news or some breaking news or, well, you kind of already know it. I love you. (laughs) I really just wanted to uh, say that to you today uh, before you hear today's episode. And just, just thank you for your support of the, the podcast as we've grown and continue to share these many, many voices throughout the world. Um, and share the stories, the inspirational stories of how this 3P understanding helps so many people in their lives. So I just wanted to take a minute to say, yeah, thank you. And um, I appreciate you. And now I could say for real, for real, welcome to today's episode. Oh, oh, well, before I said that, hold up. <laughs> I am going to drop you into the episode right as Joe is introducing himself. OK, so here we go. Welcome to today's episode. Yeah, yeah, I'm Joe Fletcher, and I went through different diagnoses, including OCD, Asperger's, and chronic fatigue syndrome, and had a pretty hopeless life, and then discovered the three principles, which was a massive shift for me. And so now I'm helping spread my message of hope, and also helping other people around me who have lost hope and have bought into the diagnosis and labels. And so, yeah, I'm starting a group with some friends, and just helping whoever comes into my path. Oh, I love that. So that's, is that typically how you would say you kind of show up in the world, just helping people um, understand a little bit more of a deeper self? Yeah. And just demonstrating through my own story on how everyone can have that hope that it's not just a concept or an idea, a belief okay. that I'm a living example that actually when you find that and you touch that, that actually there is the possibility for everyone in the potential for anybody to find out that I'm not unique in finding that or different or special. That is within all of us. Yeah. Well, then take me to your story, man. Let's start there. Yeah. I mean, what was it like before coming into this understanding of knowing you were okay? Well, I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue as a child. So I missed most of my school. And um, that meant a lot of anxiety, stress, and worry. And so I went to various therapies and different diagnosis, medication and that, and was told I'd never get well. And so that pretty much took away my hope. And it was just a case of living my life out, hoping perhaps there was reincarnation. I could have another shot next time. (laughs) So get another shot at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And just really just living life like that, really, which was quite a forlorn life and just so anxious about everything and glass half empty, just thinking the worst was going to happen all the time and thinking everyone was judging and reading everything. And then I came across a book by Mara Olsen or Mara Gleason. At the time, she was called One Thought Changes Everything. And then that was when I really saw that actually I wasn't a victim of life. I had the power within me and I was creating my experience through my my thought. And that actually there was a possibility that I could see deeper in that and change. And that's when I saw Sid Banks' name in there. And I just wanted to find out more then because it really hit me deeply. And so I put his name into YouTube and just started watching the Hawaii lectures and it's when he said that we, um, yeah. we're all mentally healthy, but just don't realize it. Yeah. It was when I had a really big wow moment then that actually 
well, perhaps what a doctor said wasn't true. And perhaps they just misunderstood and that actually there's a much deeper self on me than my physical. Actually, I'm beyond that. And that I do touch that. And really, it was just my own misunderstanding of myself, of what I thought I was yeah. and what I'd bought into from society when actually that wasn't true, that actually I am part of the divine beingness that we all are and that I just didn't see that potential or realize it yet. Yeah. And that just gave me so much more hope and then that positive feeling. But then I did get a bit overexcited, which I've heard it can happen sometimes in, <laughs> in the three principles community and thought I knew more than I did. And, and it's actually, I started Michael Neal's course and I started getting into like really like grandiose ideas and that. And then, then I went into full blown paranoia where I thought the government was after me and it was all these stories. And it was Lynn Robinson who works with him and she phoned me up and actually talked me back. And then when I saw once I got quiet again, that actually them stories were just thought again, but that actually taught me that I saw that actually it can't be an intellectual understanding or a philosophy as to be experienced mm -hmm. and realized for yourself. And I mean, it was when I had this experience of just having this voice come through me and it was like I was experiencing pure love for a little while, but then my mind just went absolutely berserk and it was just going so fast. And um, the way I interpreted it at the time was like I'd been plugged into an electric socket and was just having thousands and thousands of volts. And it's my family said it was like I disappeared for three weeks because it just felt my consciousness was trying to escape into the universe. And I was pacing around and my mind was just spinning, spinning. And I started getting into my head that I'd become enlightened, but I felt terrible. And I was thinking, well, I feel so terrible. I hate this being enlightened. I don't want it. I want to go back how I was. And it was going on and on and on. And then suddenly just I tried Tai Chi. I tried exercise and it would temporarily slow it down for a few seconds. And then it just spun up again. And then this new thought came through that. No, you've not been enlightened. This is your thought doing this. And like that, my mind just slowed right down. Mm. And I came back. And then I realized because I've been watching some Bill Pettit um, videos and he talked about the body's alarm systems. And yeah, then I noticed yeah. I, I probably had about five, six alarms going off at once. And then it just came. So I was getting this feeling in my head that I described as being like pain, but before pain actually hurt. And then it came to me what he'd said about the alarm system. I just noticed it and it happened about five, six times and then it would go. And so that's when I had that. And then it felt quite an indigenous experience that would happen to me. And then I saw Harry Dubitsky, um, one of Sid Banks's original students, mm -hmm. had put up this webinar, um, Three Principles from an Indigenous Perspective. And so I thought I must go on here and ask this question about what had happened to me. And so I was asking this Indigenous lady and then I was speaking to Harry and I was saying about, oh, I thought I had all these different mental illnesses and that it seemed like. And he said it was he would get that in the indigenous community that people would think it's bad spirits when really it was a misunderstanding that it was actually spiritual gifts and you don't see your own beauty. And for that, that was a massive switch for me. And then he invited yeah. me to the group um, at the time, mental health transformations. And I saw other people like that as well, who had been through the psychiatric system and then found their own realization of who they truly were and seeing that actually sharing with people. When you share that feeling, it's like when I went to that London conference and we went there and we just shared that feeling with each other. Yeah. It didn't really matter what the speakers were saying. That wasn't the, the main thing. It was just sharing that feeling with like-minded people who were in that space. And when you see that, you see that actually it all drops away and what you think is mental illness, what you think of problems and that, they just go. You just rest in that feeling and you experience it and you enjoy it. Absolutely. And it lasts with you and you know it's coming from you because how could it not come from you? I mean, it's not, <laughs> not someone doesn't give you a good feeling pill or 
send you good feeling energy and it's suddenly you absorb it or you suck yeah, it like in. Email. It's just, yeah, yeah. It yeah, yeah. Email. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> or it doesn't have present, opening good feelings and unwrap it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have open and close hours. Like it's just not like, oh, good feelings are off now. It's 10 p.m. No more good feelings until we open tomorrow at 9 a.m. type thing. Yeah. 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 That's and, pretty and then, funny. And you'd realize as well that if it was from the outside, people who were mega rich would all be really happy. Yeah. But we know they they're not. And then you see mm-hmm. people who are, what would be described as being really poor and actually really, really happy. And so you see that actually it's not the outside circumstances. It must come from within. Yeah. But I want to, I want to kind of pull some more out of the story um, because you said something very unique um, once. And that was when you first got your labels, you felt a bit of relief, but then as time went on, you realized they were more so kind of devices or weapons being used against you. Kind of talk me, talk to me about that. Yeah, because at first you think, oh, I was thinking that I was just odd or strange and out there. And then they she say, well, actually, you're not your this label. There's this thing that actually explains why you're like you are. And so there is like a slight relief to that, that you're thinking, actually, I fit into something. But then it starts to become a chain because I buy into that label as being me. And then so I can't do this because I'm this label or I can't go here because I'm OCD or Oh, I'm behaving like this because of this label. I'm thinking like this because of this label. And so it becomes a prison walls in itself. And then when we buy into mm. that, I was like believing, well, I can never do anything because of this label. Well, I can never be well. And so I'm permanently condemned to being sick or I'm a victim to life. And when you realize that actually that was just a thought that someone else has put onto you or doctor has put onto you, because I even went and saw a former psychiatric nurse and he was saying that how they formulate these diagnoses is there's like nine psychiatrists who sit around a table and then they just discuss and then they vote for these um diagnoses to come in and so you see that actually there's oh, not wow. scientific basis about it it's actually an idea <laughs> or a belief that they've created themselves yeah. and then projected out into the world and when you realize that you realize that actually maybe they're not true maybe that's not who i am maybe mm. that is just what someone else has believed their own thoughts to be true their own mind mm. and then projected that and so actually yeah, perhaps I am something more than that. Perhaps there's another reason why that happened. Perhaps it is to do with my thoughts and I've just believed them to be true and I've bought into them and created that story and that actually I can see beyond that. Uh, you know what I love about what you're saying? Because the, the depth in which you see, you didn't sound like you were mad because the doctor sat around the room and came up with it. You're like, well, that's their process. That's what you do. It's still though, even though they did, it doesn't mean anything about you. And it's seeing the innocence in them because they know no better because they're because the higher people have intellect, the more they buy into that as being them and that they are afraid to let that go. I mean, you can see the stories with Sid of the doctors and that who would argue with him. And because it's fear, isn't it, that we don't know any better when we think we are our intellect and that's all we are, that we have oh, yeah. to buy into that. And so they don't know any different. They're just getting this knowledge they've been taught and they've bought into that's what they think is true. So I don't believe anyone purposely goes out there to harm somebody else. It's just that's their reality, what they believe to be true. And they think they're doing the best because that's all we can ever do is what our reality is yeah. and what looks oh. true to us in that moment. And we oh, can only oh. go by the level we are. I mean, we have no choice in that. I mean, we can only see what we see. And when we can only see from a low level, we, we know no better, can we? I mean, so if you're on a mountain, if you're at the bottom of a mountain and all you see is other mountains close, it looks pretty bleak down there and <laughs> rocky and that. But you climb up to the mountain and you see actually there's a beautiful view everywhere and so much more. And then you realized 
it's the same with levels of consciousness as you go higher and higher you see the beauty in the world and that actually no the world's not a dark place the world's a beautiful place and a place of love man i love so much what you're saying um so take me through take me through a story where you kind of really got an opportunity to put this into work and see it help someone yeah i was actually met up with a guy i know on the street and i asked him how he was doing and he said oh pretty terrible i'm really ill and i asked like because he goes to church and that had he been to church lately and he said oh no um i can't okay at the moment because of the lockdown and that but just online and he just said how he loves jesus and jehovah and i said how they love you as well and he said yeah and i said to him that they're inside you and you don't have to go to church to be them because they are you and that and it was just i saw his face just light up then and he had this big smile and i just noticed for me as well just i suddenly had this feeling and then the whole world shifted i was in a town and it looked a bit dingy before and that and i just felt love for the town and love for the people in it and even if the people looked unhappy I saw that actually it was still beautiful and there might have been loads of cars around and loads of smoke and that but it was still the divine and it was still that love there and that actually underneath that all was actually God and that and I could just feel it I just walked around really happy then it didn't matter what the place I was in and that and I saw how sharing it and that actually lifted my own level my own happiness and connected me back to who I am oh man that's a beautiful story. I like that one. So tell me again where you're at. I always mess it up when I try to try to do it. But where are you actually located? I'm in the UK. I'm in England in a place called Suffolk. Suffolk, which is, that's it. Which yes. is about 90 miles um, east of London. Got it. Okay. Dragon, dragon. So is it a large population, a large 3P community there? or um, There's a local town has a small 3P community, but it's mostly farming. There's a lot of farming land, so it's not a massive amount. I mean, the biggest town's got about 100,000 people, I think. I got it. Yeah, I yeah, just wonder so, for how we got to Suffolk, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a global community now, but I, I love finding out how we got to places, you know. Um, well, we're with seeing your deeper self, with kind of going through the experience you went through with the labels, you've put it into work and seen it happen. I mean, like what now? How do you, how do you, what do you do with it now? Are you coaching? Are you you're a practitioner? What What's happening now? Um, at the moment, I've started a group with some friends. Um, we're in the planning stages Okay. Um, for people who've been through the psychiatric system and been given labels and lost hope because it's really, I think, a massive the only medication, the biggest medication you need is hope. And when people have lost hope, it's a pretty forlorn place to be. And it's seeing that actually when you've got that deeper self, that pure self, that's the infinite. Actually, that hope is always there, but it's just waiting to be uncovered again. And so we get stuck in our mind and believing that we're just that little mind, that little voice in our head that's always chattering away. And that actually, when we get that lack of knowing, that lack of clarity, we do sometimes go down some dark paths like I did when I got paranoid. And it seems so true because the thought can create a reality that you believe and then it creates a string of thoughts. And it seems like that's the total real reality. When we realize that actually it's not, it's when we're quiet and our mind isn't all busy in that and we're appreciating something. I mean, it could be appreciating art, music, going out and appreciating nature or just chatting with a friend or playing with your kids or playing with your nephews and nieces or just anything really that takes you out of your head. And you see that actually that's our 
default self. That's who we, our base nature. And we know we are that, that all animals are that, all creatures. It's just, we've been given abstract thinking, which sometimes takes us away and gets us a little lost really, but it's not, not something to hate or it's not our enemy, but it's our friend really, because it's teaching us how to come back to ourself and the feelings are there as our teacher as well, to bring us back to that centeredness when we realize that and not see it's the enemy or something we have to get rid of and medicate away and seeing that actually all of it's part of the divine. I mean, all of it's God in motion and it's there to help us really. It's a gift and we're a gift of being human and gift of this life now and just to be here and just to be alive and to breathe and how wonderful our body is and how wonderful the whole system is when you really look into it and appreciate it and are grateful for everything. Joe, when you were when you were just talking about that, it made me think of a, a few things. One is <laughs> the I love the way um, you spoke about about that hope when you earlier said you lost your hope and then what it was like coming back. And then it made me think about the guy who was riding through the conference on the bicycle. And um, just to kind of set the context for it, the gentleman was basically saying we were peddling fake hope to people. <laughs> um, we were we were giving these people hope and that wasn't the answer the answer was really to stop all procreation because we humans were creating the problem it also made me think about your letters to see it or your letter to see it uh which was an event i had put on a while ago and you had such a beautiful letter that i want to know you know if you would read it and i wanted to set it up as for those who didn't have hope so if you were kind of listening and didn't have hope this letter would point you to it would you read that for me yeah, sure. So we've got, Dear Sydney Banks, I write this letter of thanks for the divine message that you brought to the world that has not only transformed my life, but countless others. Before coming across your teachings of the three principles and the truth of who we truly are as both human and spiritual beings, I had experienced a life of severe mental and physical suffering since childhood. I had an extremely negative attitude in always expecting the worst to happen and had pretty much given up hope that I had any chance in life. I was told by doctors that I would never recover and had been on medication for over 25 years. I felt a victim of both circumstance and God and that all my potential was wasted. It appeared that the best I could hope for would be to let my life run itself out and maybe get another shot next time. After tapering myself off of medication, I was fortunate to be guided to pick up and read a book written by one of your students, Mara Gleason Olson, in March 2020. From reading this book, I discovered your Hawaii lectures and heard you mentioning how we are all living in mental health, but don't realise it. I then had my first real big shift and felt a feeling of hope that I had not experienced since childhood. I was totally hooked and wanted to watch and read as much of your material as I could find. I read The Enlightened Gardener, and although I didn't really understand much of what you were talking about, I felt a feeling and surge of positive energy that I never realised was in me. My mind began to settle down, and I started to see more and more of my true nature. I then had a spiritual awakening that although it was a beautiful experience at the time, my ego mind fought back and I experienced a few weeks of mental health. With the assistance of some of your personal students, a couple of free principles trained facilitators, and listening to your recordings for virtually the whole day and night for around three weeks, I was saved from my mind falling into the abyss. Eventually, 
Through the insights that were sparked by listening to your recordings, I was able to incrementally slow my personal mind and come back to my true nature. I feel grateful that you dedicated your life to sharing the gift you were fortunate to be shown by the divine energy that is often referred to as God. I fully appreciate the sacrifice you and your family made as you traveled the world and taught how everyone can break free from their self-limiting beliefs. I can only begin to imagine how difficult and frustrating it must have been at times when trying to share truth to a world that was largely unable to hear and see, but also rewarding when seeing the profound changes in people who were suffering. You were and still are an inspiration in never giving up hope and staying positive right to your last day in your physical form. Not only are your teachings an inspiration to the world, you yourself fully embodied and demonstrated the truth you were speaking. Thank you again for showing me the light. And although I was never fortunate enough to meet you in person, I still feel personally touched by you and your message. You sowed the seeds that has become a seismic shift in not only psychology and psychiatry, but in a world that has been suffering and on a path of self-destruction for over two centuries. I personally feel you can be proud of the contribution you made to humanity as your message begins to spread further and further throughout the world. I see that there is hope for humanity to live life in a more fulsome way, allowing everyone the ability to reach their potential. Oh, thank you, man. There is hope for humanity. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, Joe, I'm, I really, really, man, I just want to thank you for, for coming and being so open and sharing um, and also even reading your letter. Um, I'm just going to ask you, man, to, for the last, as we, you know, kind of exit the interview, is just share your heart with the community. You know, anything it is that you, you would want to say, if, you know, how you can tell them also how they could find or where they could look to find you for the group when it comes up. But yeah, man, just, you know, share your heart with it. and um, Yeah, it's to trust your own inner divine self and not believe what the world tells you, the images that are given to you, because that is just them caught up in their own their own ego, their own thoughts, what they believe to be true. And so what everyone, anyone tells you is not the truth. The truth is you are part of God, part of everything, and that you have so much more power than you realize, so much more love, energy, and hope. And actually, it's an infinite amount, and there's never an end. And so it's just seeing that and having the patience to know that actually, when the time comes, that you will find it, and it will open in you, and that you, you're as special and as wonderful as anybody that's ever existed because there are no mistakes in the universe and once we touch that we know it to be true and we know it deep down really i mean we may try to fight it and try to argue with it and our little mind may put up all these reasons why it's not but we do know there's times that we all touch it and there's times we're all in that place that quiet place that place of divinity that place of of wholesomeness really and yeah we know to be true that's the truth really it's not it's not just a philosophy or a belief. It's something that's inherent to everybody, to everything that exists. And so, yeah, it's just holding on to that hope and never giving up, really, just knowing that you can achieve that potential that is within. And to just just don't give up here yeah, and just just keep, keep looking, keep looking in that direction and knowing that even in your lowest moments, they're, they're temporary and they'll pass because that perception the thing that perceives your thoughts and that the thing that perceives the world is always there and it's always perfect. And 
the infinite because it doesn't change and it always stays like that and yeah the more humanity realizes that the more we can wake up to ourselves and touch that place and be a happier world and a more fulsome world thank you for listening to today's episode for more information about the podcast please go to 3pgc.org if you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new fresh voice in the principles send us an email at info at 3pgc.org we'd love to hear from you Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.